go in the direction the bird is flying. He's going back to the village. Ignore the bird. Follow the river. As you listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Stations. Scanning for Willow. 1988. Prepare to rewind in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, Rewinders, and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your XO and mine, Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers. Oh, I'm really scared. No, don't. There's a podcaster here with a microphone pointed at me. <laughs> also, for this discussion of the film Willow, we welcome back aboard host and producer of the Earth Oddity podcast. Uh, welcome back, Christopher Tiny Sullivan. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, great to be here. Great to have you. And Tiny, this is actually your third time on the podcast, which means it you, is. Yes, you have earned the official an official rank on the pod, that of shipman. Congratulations. Now, uh, what department would you like to be in? We have tons of openings in the galley. No one wants to cook for us. So if you want to <laughs> work there, that's fine. But you can you can pick your own department. Which would you like to be in? I, uh, galley sounds fine. <laughs> yes, we have a cook. Oh, I can eat. I so, hope you like ramen. <laughs> I will How about eat that raw. Cajun curl. Oh yeah, with Cajun <laughs> That's curl. That's right. Use EOP ten. We, we ask you to try the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's we'll we'll cover Earth Audio later. Hey, make sure you stay till the end for an announcement of a giveaway. There you go for Willow. So, uh, <laughs> but now that you have a quick flyby of who we are. Paul, can you give us a quick overview of production specs for Willow? Sure. The movie Willow was released on May 20th in 1988. It runs over two hours by six minutes. It's rated PG and is directed by Ron Howard, with the leading stars being Warwick Davis, Val Kilmer, and Joanne Wally. The music was composed by James Horner. Ooh. All right. Ready for the box office? I'm ready. All right, Willow was made for about $35 million and earned over $57 million in the box office. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, since 1978, there have been 35 movies in the medieval time genres released in theaters, as we mentioned in our last episode. Yes. So according to the money it made in the U.S. box office, how high do you think Willow ranks among the other 35 movies? And we know it's not number one because you said last time Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves was number one. So don't guess that, Tiny. But which, how high or low do you think it ranked for the U.S.? Is, now, is that from then up until now? or Since 1978 up until, up until now, yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess 25. 25. Okay. Hafner in chat guesses 20. Uh, and I'm going to guess, let's see, if, how, many, how many movies? 35. Uh, 35. Uh, I'm going to guess 16, I guess. Lopan the Man guesses 10. So we have 10, 16, 20, and 25. What is All the right. number, Paul? Well, last episode, we covered A Knight's Tale, which was number six. Mm-hmm. Willow beat that by one, and it's number wow. five. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. So, Willow was five at the box geez. in the medieval time. So, Lopan the Man, you win this time. Good job. And if you want to play along uh, for this little segment in the beginning, be live in our chat at twitch.tv slash pod on Fridays when we record these episodes. Uh, but thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind melt or our subsequent roundtable discussion, which we will get to once Alice has located our target film. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. To save his world. He needs a hero. I am the greatest swordsman that ever lived. Instead, he's got a reckless warrior. Ah! And it's all downhill from there. From George Lucas and Ron Howard. 
You are great. Willow. Rated PG. Starts Friday. Check newspapers for a theater near you. Yes, I can't wait till Friday. <laughs> and maybe all downhill from there. I don't know. Let's see what our memory mind mode synopsis says about Willow. A baby girl is born and her mother is executed and the midwife is eaten by cannibal pigs. The giant daikini baby named DeLorean is found floating down a river by a peck named Willow. But they aren't called peck, 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 peck. Uh, Willow and company take baby to forest and give it to Iceman, a womanizing swordsman. <laughs> but then uh, Willow and his friend have to accompany the baby uh, anyway, along with the greatest swordsman that ever lived, an evil queen's daughter, two fraggles, and <laughs> a shape-shifting sorceress to kill the evil queen so the baby will be safe. Willow defeats the witch queen through through David Copperfield and the baby DeLorean, who will one day become queen. I mean, some of that was certainly on the ball. But, it's not far off. <laughs> but DeLorean and uh, the Iceman, I don't know. It, it's just a little too far afield. In fact, I'd say some of those memories were incepted. <clears throat> but based on those memories, as flawed as the some of them were, what rating did they lead you to predict for this movie before rewatching it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with Tiny. What say you for your prediction of Willow? My prediction is nostalgic because nostalgic. as a kid, I remember it being wonderful, but I do know that uh, movie making has gotten way better since then. So <laughs> or my worse, prediction is nostalgic. If you don't like CG, I mean, it's... Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. No. But, okay, it's nostalgic from Tiny. How about you, Paul? I predicted classic because I remember enjoying it when this movie came out. Okay, so I I. Pre- I remember enjoying it when it came out, but it's been years since I've seen it and I didn't have a lot of inclination to see it again. So I predicted uh, nostalgic as well. So along with tiny, so it'll be interesting to see if those predictions come to fruition, but first let's get into our discussion of the things we liked most about Willow. Let's spin up our best three. All right, let's start with our guest as we like to tiny. What's one thing you liked about Willow? Not I like Sorsha. Are you like Sorsha? Right. <laughs> Very like, nice. Well, what did you like about Sorsha? I mean, what? How she's like bad and like kicks. Yeah, people she's out. like really good at sword fighting and she's also kind of pretty. And I think I may have got a nip of that love <laughs> dust in my face when I was watching. Oh, the thing. broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Did you guys know that? Um, Val Kilmer and her, I, the actress was Joanne Whaley, I believe. Um, they actually were married for a time after meeting on this movie, but they later divorced, which I'm always sad to hear that. Come on, oh, guys, no, stick together. Man. Yeah. I guess that potion wore off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, okay. So, Paul, was uh, Sorsha one of the things you liked, or were, were there, was there another character specific that you were liking it- about this film? Yeah, definitely. And I like uh, one of the things I like about Willow is her song Whip My Hair Back and Forth. It's really catchy. It goes on for a while. So um, that's a a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. But speaking of music, I I like uh, James Horner's score, especially the theme that's repeated so often in many different ways. But uh, it's a great theme, and I really like it. Yeah, totally. completely agree. I actually yeah. didn't pick music as one of my likes Me because either. I knew Paul would. <laughs> yeah, but I agree. I could. I, I agree wholeheartedly. So let me ask you guys this: Which theme did you like more? Sort of the the or did you like the the more mad marring? See, I've had the theme of Willow um, on my playlist for years, and that one theme has both in it so. well, oh, oh i was oh. a big fan of the festival music yeah. oh, oh yeah. Dun, dun, and at the end the end credits dun, 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 well, used yeah, as well that yeah that man you know what you guys are almost making me make one of these music my one of the things <laughs> i like because it is really catchy and snappy yeah. it is yeah um i don't think there's a good villain theme though i can't really recall anything for bav mordor or anything that well comes to they mind. may have a theme but it's not as good <laughs> It's that's certainly bad. Nice well, yeah. that makes sense because they're bad guys. Yeah. Um, okay. So bad music. 
you know what? One thing that I liked about this film. No, I don't. Tell me. Was, and it goes to another one of the characters. And it's actually uh, not DeLorean. It's Alora Dannon. I got that really hodgepodge in my head. <laughs> but the, the baby, they actually hired twins uh, yes. for this role. The expressiveness, all the expressions oh. they were able to capture. I don't know how many hours it took. I know, Paul, you read, you watched the commentary of this. Maybe they yeah. talked about that. But oh my gosh, I can't imagine because they were just able to capture so many beautiful expressions yeah. that, that totally fit with whatever the scene was. And it seemed yeah. like it was lit appropriately. Like yeah. wherever they were, they actually waited to film her in that scene that, to react correctly. It was just. I was floored by that. So it, it's one of the most well done in movies that I can remember having getting the baby's expressions because they're so hard. In the commentary, uh, Warwick Davis's commentary on the movie Willow, he said they spent a full two weeks with just the twins getting their reactions. Wow! Oh, wow! Okay. Well, well it shows because totally. remember that one scene where uh, Mad Morgan is holding the baby and she's doing the kind of. One eyebrow raised. Yes, yes like, yeah. you know, look. I've never seen a baby make that expression. That's impressive. Oh, man. I wonder how much footage they had. I wonder how much is just on the floor, you know, that yeah. just edited out. Totally, totally. Just let it run. Just let it run. We'll get this eventually. Oh, goodness. Okay, well, let's go back to Tiny. What's uh, something else you liked about this film? Uh, I really enjoyed the setting of the film oh, and the okay. locations that it was filmed in. It, it You yeah. really did. I mean, obviously not to the scale of Lord of the Rings because it probably cost, what, $100 billion or whatever. But yeah, it's it was, $100 really billion. Dollars. In a whole nother world. I thought they did a really good job with the world building. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. The settings were incredible. Yeah, and you definitely felt like you were – in this place. It it almost is weird though. It seemed like everything was so close by that they're able to, I, something with Lord of the Rings, I felt like there was a large landmass that they were crossing. Mm-hmm. Like, the earth was big because it, you watch so much of it just traveling here. It seemed like they're, they're in the mountains and then they're in Tiris Lee. And then they are in, um, Bav Mora's domain really quick, quick, quick. It never seemed like is the, the longest journey seemed to be from the Nelwyn village to the crossroads. And that's because they took the time (laughs) to actually show that everything else seemed like it was like everything else was like really close together. So that's how it felt because they didn't show that. But well, the movie would have been three hours if they'd done that. Like Lord of the Rings. Well, okay. You know what, guys? You know what? I'm just saying it seemed like everything was close together. That's all I'm trying to evoke. But the overall the overall world, I agree with Tiny, was it, it seemed fleshed out it seemed like this was its own world like it, this is an actual place so mm-hmm. that's all i was trying to get out it was a right. like dislike <laughs> like in the making it's <laughs> <laughs> a like sandwich the dislike meat paul do you have a confusing like for us yes uh i like willow uh she's really a really good loyal friend to buffy the vampire slayer and she's <laughs> uh. <laughs> But seriously, I love the Mad Mardigan and Sorsha relationship. The, yeah. Where two people don't like each other. Well, like, but then, like, somebody thinks the other person likes them. Well, it's kind of like, well, I didn't like you, but the fact that you like me now makes me rethink that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it worked on both sides. I thought it was really well done. You're holding me too tight. No, I don't want you to get away. Why? Because I'm your sun, your moon, your starlit sky. Out of my face, or I'll chop it off. I definitely prefer that type of relationship growth to something the conflict of that type of relationship to something like a a um a love triangle. I really do not anyone who's listening to the show knows I do not like love triangles. There's very few and far between examples of where I think it works. But so I'm so glad they didn't rely on like there was some prince that she was supposed to be with, and then it was between him and Matt Morgan and her or something crazy like right. that. I'm glad it was just them and their inner conflict of hating each other and then learning to love each other. And I, yeah, I totally agree with you, Paul. Let's see. I guess that leaves one more thing that I like before we get to our c- c- classic makers. And that's, it's sort of related to yours, Tiny, of this overall world. In that I feel like in each section of the world, it's almost like there's a quest 
There's individual quests throughout the movie. There's all these mm-hmm. like little quests that build up to the final quest of defeating Vavmorda. And I kind of enjoyed that having a sort of a, a, a video gamer mindset that okay, you got you got go this fetch quest uh, mm-hmm. to get the the not the the black uh, was it the black root the vanilla oh no you have to go you gotta go save Rizel okay now you gotta go learn the spell oh now you gotta go get the baby back and it just it is very it very much evoked all these little individual quests for me and I I. There was something about that that I really enjoyed. Uh, There is a corollary to that, Master Interrupter, uh, (laughs) uh, which I'll get to in the dislike section. But I did enjoy that aspect of it. Did did it feel like that for any either of you? That actually ties very closely into my classic maker. Okay, okay. So, you know what? Let's go ahead and move right in. Tiny, what's the thing you loved most about Willow? Um. Well, again, I want to try not to say it exactly like you said it, but I thought the plot was very complex and non-linear. You know, kind of like you were mm-hmm. talking about all these different fetch quests. Yeah, yeah. It starts off, hey, uh, this baby, we got to get this baby to a Dakini. And then it's like, oh, the baby likes you. You have to keep the baby. Yes. And then it's like, you got to rescue this you know, sorceress. But, oh, she's a meerkat. And now she's a crow. <laughs> and now she's a goat. Exactly. And then... You know, it's just they get, they get to the, the castle for the army and it's deserted. I really liked how the plot was very nonlinear and it kept you guessing the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it kept Absolutely. the story moving. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There was an overall theme, but all these other nonlinear things definitely helped build it. I thought they did a great job of that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, obviously, like that was one of my likes. So I mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you, Tiny. <laughs> um. Paul, what was the most agreeable thing about Willow for you, your classic maker? My classic maker was, I found the story of this fun. I think it's a fun quest. It's the the characters, everything about it. Well, most everything about it for <laughs> me <laughs> is, is, is just overall fun is of a uh, quest medieval um, and the fantasy of it all, the different creatures and yeah, so the whole, I guess. I just love this movie. It's just so good, guys. I like this movie. <laughs> it's my classic maker. And yeah. Okay, well, from your macro level classic maker, I'll go to a very micro level classic maker. Oh, and Is it the brownies? Please tell me the brownies are classic. Not in the brownies, <laughs> but I didn't realize that Kevin Pollock is, was one of the brownies. I had yeah. no idea. They, I, I'm going through the the trivia and one of them mentions Kevin Pollock went to a bar. I'm like, why are you telling me about Kevin Pollock in the movie Willow? And then I looked at the cast list and he's like, Oh, you're, um, yeah. The Rouge Rawl. Yeah. One of them rule. Yeah. He plays rule and Rick Overton played Frangine. Uh, but, uh, man, I was, (laughs) I was very, but no, that wasn't my classmate here. Got me distracted, Paul, with your you stole the <laughs> baby from me. I must have been taking a pee-pee. Um <laughs> no, my my classic maker for Willow was Mad Martigan, specifically Val Kilmer's portrayal of Mad Martigan. Yeah. I thought it was I mean, it might it was as good, if not better, in my opinion, than um Harrison Ford's portrayal of Han Solo. They seem very like both anti-heroes, both yeah. really mm-hmm. quippy a lot of the time. Um, both having this heated sort of conflict, conflict laden relationship with the the main uh, with their love interest or main heroine. I just it, it, they are very similar, but they're they're different enough that I really enjoyed Man Mardigan uh, in in how Val Kilmer portrayed him. So Val yeah. Kilmer, Man Mardigan was my classmate. I mean, mumbo jumbo, I'm hungry. Give me some eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting because my I was talking about this with my dad over dinner tonight, and he said Val Kilmer was his basically essentially his tragic maker. <gasps> and I said, no, I, I, I me and my wife completely disagree. This is probably my favorite role he has, Val Kilmer has played. Yeah, is Mad Martin. Yeah, so. totally. Oh, is your dad a, a Top Gun fan? He loves Ice Man. I get it. I can I can appreciate that. <laughs> 
Uh, we didn't get into it. We got more into the uh, who's a better, who would make a better Willow film, Ron Howard or uh, um, Peter Jackson. Ron Howard. Okay, that's fair. That's <laughs> I, interesting question to think about. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, Ron Howard made the film, so can you really say that? I mean, yeah, that's well, what I was, was about to say, yeah, he made a great one, but yeah, yeah but, back in the day, he was very limited. In Peter Jackson, back in the day, if you look at his early work, like Frighteners and was stuff, very limited, he yeah. couldn't have done much better. But now, if you take a look at the technology mm-hmm. now, if both of them were to make it, that's the that's the discussion we had anyway. Gotcha, if Willow, gotcha. I don't know if y'all saw this, but if he gets a streaming uh, series, uh, I wonder if uh, I wonder if Peter Jackson would you know be interested oh. in. I don't take on that. I mean, that, I don't know. Maybe on the Disney Plus as a series. I think that'd but... be great. Yeah, I actually saw that there's a credit for that Willow you're talking about, Paul, on IMDb. I'm like, Willow, the TV series. There's a TV series, and it's a Disney Plus thing. So right. mm-hmm. I guess it's there as a placeholder or what have you. Bonus thing. Okay. Oh, uh, any any movie with the Wilhelm screen gets a bonus, like for me. Oh, in that. oh yeah. So I heard it three times. Is that how many times you guys That's- heard it? About that, yeah. One seemed like it was recreated because, like, really long, stretched out. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Okay, so now that's a bonus one. And you know what, Paul? I have a bonus one too, and some I forgot. Uh, something else I liked: Spirit Blade Productions and Christian Geek Central. Soon after forming Spirit Blade Productions, Peter Franson created Christian Geek Central as a way to provide more content and community to Christian geeks. Included in that is an online annual celebration called The Summer of Free. Throughout the summer, Peter regularly shares where geeks can go for free entertainment, be it movies, games, and more. And for the first time this year, Spirit Blade Productions is making the first part in its groundbreaking audio drama trilogy. So there's three parts in the trilogy. This is the first part. Uh, Spirit Blade, free for everyone. Check out this and all the free fun at youtube.com slash Christian Geek Central. Yeah, the Dapper Man Reviews says that's good and all, and he's right, but what does that have to do with Willow? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, what funny you and the Dapper Man should ask, Paul, because it's actually related to our trivial question about Willow. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, well, right. it, it, judge for yourself, judge for yourself. Did you all realize that the box office receipts uh, for Willow were less than expected, so writer George Lucas continued Willow's story in books rather than in movie sequels? The three books are collectively known as The Chronicles of the Shadow War and share writer's credits uh, for Chris Claremont and Lucas. Uh, oh, Chris Claremont is a is a well-known comic book writer. Oh, I, I didn't realize that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so the three book names are uh, The Shadow Moon, or just Shadow Moon, excuse me, which came out in 1995, Shadow Dawn, which came out in 1996, and Shadow Star, which came out in 2000. I had no oh. idea there a continued story in this, so that's that is really exciting for me to hear. Um, yeah. But based on that knowledge, what movie that either never got sequels or maybe got very poor sequels would you want to read a book series for which continues the story of the movie? Uh, let's start with Paul. Yeah, Chris Claremont, he wrote like the Dark Phoenix saga and Days of Future Past. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, man. my Off the top of my head, my it go, I go to Tron. Ooh. Oh, good answer. That is a good answer. So, no, you mean going like even... Uh, Doing away with Tron Legacy, I, and just I know. Do, do you count Legacy or not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Okay. Uh, how about you, Tiny? What do you think? Uh, that's a really tough one. Um, I mean, I'm having trouble thinking of something on the spot, but maybe uh, the uh, Matrix. Oh, like, okay. Post the sequels, like oh, okay. what happens after? You know. Yeah. Well, there's a there's game. A, a, a very un. <laughs> what am I trying to say? A very uneven piece between the machines and the few That's, humans. That is a good point. True, true, true. Um, and then in the in the chat, the Dapper Man says Swamp Thing or Jonah Hex. <laughs> those those might be good. Um, for me, it's I kind of want to see. Well, it'd be hard. I don't know if it'd play out as well in book form, but I love. Oh, actually, no, I know Inception. I would like to see more like uh, crimes, like more like uh, Inception crimes, 
that the that crew does, uh, I think that'd be really that'd be really interesting. I just want to know if he woke up. <laughs> well, oh yeah, there is that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's part of the charm. That's true. Now, for, it was a very good ending, but you wanna, that's it. You wanna, I want to know. <laughs> you want to see? But the question is, what book do you want to read? So you wouldn't you would read the Inception books rather than see it, right? That's well, not the original movie, just a continuation right. of it. Yeah, if they weren't okay. going to make a sequel, yes, I be I would be happy to read a book form of Inception. I think it could be done in a very engaging way. Like get whoever wrote, I was going to say get whoever wrote Born Identity, but I think he's passed on. Okay. Um, uh, get whoever. Maybe you could think about it really hard and then dream it. <laughs> Fine, yes, do that. <laughs> but uh, so then the Inception as a movie, I would like to see if they're not going to do. Se- sequels or they're going to do bad sequels i'd like to see that in book i also four. think it would be interesting to find out uh bilbo's adventures between the, the the hobbit and the lord of the rings oh that would be cool i mean i think okay. he's mainly just in the shire just hanging out but oh like where he he used, other ones. i've made first breakfast but now i gotta find out what to eat for second <laughs> breakfast yes no 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 very compelling <laughs> <laughs> not a true hobbit anymore because he loves adventure. <laughs> okay, Paul. Sure, whatever. Uh, but now that you found out some trivial info about us, let's find out what memories you, our awesome listeners, had about Willow. John Ferguson says, "Go, go in the direction the bird is flying. The bird is flying back to the village. You know the bird. Follow the river." So apparently, you remembered that part from the High Nelwyn. <laughs> Dustin Wave Warford says, "Mad Mardigan being the being." Being the being the greatest swordsman who ever lived, and that any army can dig holes to hide in without the opposing <laughs> army ever noticing. Trolls. I hate trolls. <laughs> the Dapper Man says, one of my favorites. As a young lad, we rented this movie about three times until we eventually burned it on VHS. <laughs> I didn't know you could burn it at VHS. I think it means copy, re- but yeah. <laughs> I remember enjoying the chemistry among the many actors and actresses. Val Kilmer is absolutely charming. Mm. How do you pronounce that lady's name? Joanne Whaley. Joanne Whaley is lovely to see. Greed. And (laughs) Jean Marsh as the Wicked Queen is terrifying. I think the brownies was a bit too silly, though. Uh My brother and I would joke at the video store calling it the original Lord (laughs) of the Rings. I was so excited finding this four years ago on Blu-ray and DVD. I believe it is time for me to revisit it as well. Ooh, okay. So it's been a while for you, Jeff. Nice. nice. Uh, Patrick Edwards says, your mother was a lizard. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Fraley says, woohoo. I can't wait to hear your review. Personally, I have a great affinity for the film. It's problematic in a number of ways, and I get why a lot of my friends don't care for it. But I saw it at least three times in the theater, and I still enjoy it today. Mikhail Withers says, Peck. Hey, Peck. Dirty Steve 40 says, I remember loving Val and Warwick's chemistry. I remember the special effects like the little guys. I remember when the evil queen turned them all into pigs or swine. And if I recall correctly, I think there was like a sledding scene on a shield or something like that. Did they get special permission to film it on the far moon of Endor? <laughs> I thought it was the forest moon of Endor, but... Regardless. Yeah, same. Uh, Tim Epoch says, Val Kilmer in drag, not pretty. But this is an awesome movie. Wardell White says, Val Kilmer, Warwick Davis, a wizard's duel in a George Lucas, Ron Howard collaboration, all about getting a baby to safety. All I remember. Fair. Uh, Mama Knightley says, scariest scenes next Dark Crystal. I think maybe she means next to Dark Crystal. Yeah, there mm-hmm. were some pretty scary scenes in here. L.J. Lowry says, I love the movie as a kid, though I fear it may fall into the nostalgic category. Ooh. L.J.'s comment kind of leads us maybe into the things we didn't like about Willow. So it's time for our... Worst three. All right, guys, let's talk about the things. We, we had some really good highs there. Now let's see if that leads to some really bad lows for Willow. Uh, this time, let's start with Paul. What's one thing you don't like about Willow? Even though I like the song, I whip my hair back and forth. I thought it was a bit repetitive. I mean, I couldn't even get through the whole song by Willow. But again, that's not my real dislike. Number- <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, number three is when they 
when the hobbits were first on their journey through uh the, the carrying the baby to find a human a uh, large daikini person mm-hmm. and like the guys on the horses came and they're all hiding how did they hide from the dogs those dogs would have found them that's it's like that yeah. scene would have been perfect without those fake dogs and by the way fake dogs there's a lot of i know in the past we've we've and we may talk about this later okay <laughs> there's between practical effects and cgi effects and francisco and i both have been on the we're very pro uh, practical, practical effects. yes totally but when practical effects look fake, <laughs> it might as well be bad CGI because bad effects either way. Could, you know what? So. That's a fair point. I, I never really thought about it to that extent, but you're right, Paul. If it's a bad effect, it's a bad effect regardless of how it's done. Yeah. Though a good effect, a good practical effect will just feel like this, something about it just feels, feels realer. Horrible. Than yeah. even a, the best CG effect, in my opinion. Yeah, it actually um, feels like it's in the scene. Yeah, yeah well, amazing. How, how does that happen? Uh, <laughs> I will say though, I was watching the SD version, and the, those those dogs didn't look that bad. I mean, so I, I'm sure yeah, you're you're watching an 8K version or something. Blur your view. It might. It, it looks even better. <laughs> I had my glasses off and I was squinting. It looked great. Yeah. <laughs> um, that actually uh, is ties very easily with my first dislike, Paul, and that's how did the midwife get so far ahead of the dogs and the soldiers and all that? <laughs> because it seems like the, the they got the by the time the Bavmorda is coming down into the dungeon and goes past the midwife, like there's not that much space to get to the actual like prison cell of. Uh, uh, Laura Dannon's mom, actual mom, and then all of a sudden the midwife's out of the castle, and mm-hmm. by the time she's saying, "Oh, the, it must be the midwife catcher," she's like way far away, and she yeah, evades the, sequence, the credits and everything. She evades the dogs and the soldiers for months apparently because this kid grows hair and whatnot. And how is she feeding this baby? I mean, I don't see black root. I doubt she's just, <laughs> but it's an infant. You can't just feed an infant black root. It'll put hair on her chest. No, yeah. but oh, she bonus. needs milk. <laughs> you know what black root is? It's vanilla. I do. I have that. no idea. It is vanilla. You've also listened to the company. Okay. I have back in the day. That's one thing, one little factoid that's always stuck. It's like, oh, okay, black root's vanilla. Nice. Um, but uh, maybe the soldiers were on a union break. <laughs> it took them a while to, to go after the midwife. And I figured she went a completely different direction. Like they were out. The uh, dogs can. Uh, oh, the dogs only go in one direction. No, they would smell yeah, for wherever he, she's not going. Seeing them b- bypass the hobbits in the bushes. Quick question: That's The, the point, dogs. Yeah. I thought they were like pigs. Didn't they have kind of like pig faces? Okay, kinda they're not dogs. Sorta. They're not pigs. <laughs> they're beasts. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, they were Rottweilers with prosthetics, so I think that's where we're coming oh, okay. from dogs. But yeah, they're supposed to be something, some other creature. They're a lot closer mm-hmm. to dogs than any other creature we yeah, have on this earth. <laughs> exactly. By <laughs> the way, for pigs. And, oh gosh, <laughs> don't run like that. <laughs> by the way, Paul, they're not hobbits. They're Nelwins. Get it right, man. Yeah. All right. All right. So All right, that's... <sighs> Indeed. Uh so that's something else I didn't like. Tiny, we haven't hit any of your dislikes. Was it was it the the dog hog thingamabobs? <laughs> dog hogs. That's a great name. That's what yeah. they had. <laughs> uh, I didn't like Val Kilmer dressed as a woman. He's oh, not a God. very attractive woman. Yeah, we're, we're, are we he's a much more to handsome like? man. Well, yes. But are we supposed to like him dressed as a woman? I don't think that's. <laughs> Something we're supposed to like. It was a funny scene, but I, I, I like this movie so much. I'm actually kind of struggling to, okay. to find <laughs> that's, tragic makers. That's fair. <laughs> okay, so that's a little one. That's fair. Uh, uh, Paul, was the cross dressing something that hit your radar as a dislike? I definitely didn't dislike it. As tempting, I love it. It was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but going back, it's uh, the. Unfortunately, this movie feels very dated in a lot of the uh, special effects, and it kind of um, it's too bad because the substance in the story I think is great. And mm-hmm. I, even though it was made, at, you know, at a different time, it unfortunately dates it with the some of the 
practical effects and some of the uh, the CGI. Okay. It was the early stages of blue screen and yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. Well, not as early as like Superman, which was like several years earlier, but yeah, but you know, a decade. It, d- it definitely does date it. I yes. agree. Yeah. Well, you know what? Okay. So, well, Tiny, was that one of your uh, dislikes as well? Yeah, it was. And I really don't think it's maybe 100% fair to even, right. you know, right. judge it by that. Oh, it's but fair. That, judge it all but you want. But definitely, when you watch this movie, you can definitely tell that they did not have the technology that they have to make movies now. Okay. Yeah. You know, the, there it's very similar to my my dislike was the effects. But it's actually only one part in particular. Now, you have to understand... Almost all the movies I watch for this podcast, I'm watching the standard definition version on like a 480p projector. It's not very high quality. <laughs> so I'm able to forgive a lot of how things look because of that. I will say though, I was is very, very obvious the um when the, I think it was Mad Martigan riding on that uh what do you call it? The the two-headed dragon. I don't think that has a name, but whatever that was. It right. looked very, I don't know if it was just poor animation or poor blue screen, but it looked very wonky, like very, oh, I can tell that that's an effect as opposed to something, you know, real. That's not Val Kilmer. <laughs> that's, that's, you've captured his stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> the brownies, too. It was very obvious well, that so that was guys standing in front of a screen. <laughs> that, it did not seem that obvious to me because of. Oh, really? Yeah, no. So Tiny and Paul, and, Tiny, did you watch an HD version or SD version? I, I did. I, okay, I watched so, it. All well, right. Well, there you go. You guys you should go. watch SD on a little like 320 uh, phone screen. And it'll look great. It'll just look like magic. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> because uh, those phone screens are higher quality resolution than what Francisco is projecting. <laughs> yeah. No, what, Paul? <laughs> Um, since since we pretty much all had the same dislike there, I will add in Dapper Man's uh, another little tiny dislike. Um, from so he didn't like that the quick transition from Willow not liking the baby into caring for the baby. Yeah, it seemed like just like a quick look, yeah. and that's all it took. Though I could see that happening for you know you all of a sudden you like you hear this baby just crying and crying, and then you hold it and it stops crying. And then that was a cute baby. Oh, it was. He's yes. not going to fall in love with that baby. That, uh, that's true. Yeah. So it would oh, be well, hard. Cute is the, the two little. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That Willow had. Yeah. Oh, they were adorable. Oh, I, they were. One of I want to see more of them. The boy, for whatever reason, looked like um, uh, the. Remember, I don't know if you guys watched Seinfeld. This is totally uh, a sidebar, but one of the characters, there's a little person character named Mickey who was in like an oh, act, yeah. actor with Kramer. The boy, I, I don't think that was, I don't think oh, it was the same yeah. guy because timing wise, Seinfeld came out pretty close to when this was. So that couldn't yeah. have been the same kid yeah. or anything. But it, he looked really like him. So part of me wonders if it was maybe that actor's son or something, but I, I don't know. It's just. You look kind of part Asian a little bit. I didn't research it, but those were some cute, 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 cute kids. Yeah. While, um, while we're on the subject of Willow going from not liking the baby to liking the baby really mm-hmm. fast, sure. can we mention how fast? Now, I liked Sorsha, uh-huh. but Sorsha went from, I am going <laughs> to find a baby and murder a baby because my mama told me to, to... This dude is so hot, I'm going <laughs> to murder my mother, you know, like overnight, you know? Well, I mean, you're supposed to leave your father and mother and be, uh, uh, dang it, Bible, go. <laughs> be one with, is it Cleve to your wife? I forget. It depends on the translation. Bite me. What does the Francisco translation say? <laughs> Let me look up the message here. Um, <laughs> and you will be one joined onely with your wife. No, Okay, anyway. Um, all that aside, that's a good point. It did seem very much like, wow, you're this person you have no connection with. You're going to fight for it over your blood, which I mean, that's honorable given the circumstances, but given that she's been raised evil, essentially all her life, Mm -hmm. it's just turned like that. That does seem a bit far afield. Well, this if Val Kilmer wasn't so dreamy, would she have murdered a baby? (laughs) Makes you think. 
Well, I mean, he is, I don't know how dreamy he is because he's pretty ice cold. He makes no mistakes. So. <laughs> he's, he's the greatest swordsman that ever lived. That's though, true. So that he's got that. Yes. And he is Batman. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, he was. I that's he right. was Batman. True. One of the better Batmans, I'd say. Um, I know you like my, Mel Keaton. <laughs> Michael Keaton. Who? I, no, for no, some I, reason, I, I, was, I was disappointed that Val Kilmer did not come back for Batman. Yeah, and, I would have liked to see him again. And, yeah. yeah, I mean George Clooney was George Clooney was okay. He was a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but I I was disappointed not to see Val Kilmer. Again. Yeah. Anyway, this is not the Batman Forever podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about our tra- 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 tragic makers for Willow. If there were any, I know that I have one, uh, which was honestly super minor. <laughs> so I'll start us off. Plus, oh, I like. Super minor. I mean, there are a lot of little kids around, but are little people. No, but. no. You know, they go into the mines and mine things. Those, oh, those. It's not exactly. Okay, so guys, uh, this movie. I think we we sort of uh, dance around how this movie's paced pretty well. I th- I think we'd all agree with that. That it clips mm-hmm. along at a good pace. Yeah, for a movie that's over two hours, I thought it was paced pretty well. Yeah, but man, if I did not get annoyed and felt like there's this screeching halt in the forest with the fairy brownie god queen Cheryl Andrea. Okay. I yeah. s- I, so it was a combination of things with her. I, I think the char- the character was very Deus Maxic Deus Machina, like they just needed some way to have Willow get the baby again. It's almost like they the writers right. painted themselves into a corner. Oh, the baby's gone. How do we get it back? And then okay, well, okay, it makes sense. Brownie stole it. That's cool. Stole mm-hmm. the baby from you, Daikin, while you were taking a PV. One of the best lines ever in a movie. I that's fantastic. But then how but we got to send Willow on a fetch quest? Yes, exactly. How do we get Willow <laughs> to get the baby from the brownies? And uh, so, so there's a combination of that just being like a just very blatant device. Then how they portray her as like this angel woman. I, do, I didn't understand like the fairies. I, I, if, it, if she was like a little fairy and just a bit more powerful, like was doing something more, more dramatic with, or was just a little bit bigger than the other fairies, just something like that to make it seem like, Oh, she's just the queen of the fairies. Not that she's some angel woman who's just for whatever reason in charge of everyone. And then she can be the size of the sky. Look at me from up here. Willow. I just, I'm just, you were not impressed. I was not impressed. (laughs) And so it just like took too long there because of just how it was portrayed, how it was produced. I think made it feel like, okay, can we just move on to the next thing, please? Just give me the quest mm-hmm. already. I'm going to scroll through this text. I don't care about it. Just tell me what that, my goal is, and I'll go to the next one. Uh, but that was my tragic maker for Willow. Uh, Paul, gotcha. Paul, you're looking kind of dumbfounded. <laughs> What's your tragic maker? No, it's too bad. I thought the scene was was fine. I mean, they were limited to what they could do back then, but what they're trying to do, I understand. I guess they did so much better with other things, though. But that's fine. One, the thing that bothers me most about this movie is that there are parts in it that are just way too silly and over the top. Oh, um, okay. So, like, Mad Mardigan coming down in this giant snow thing. Granted, it wasn't a ball. I'll give him that. But <laughs> This giant, like, Tootsie Roll made of snow, and, and you know, the, the, it's like someone just watched text Avery and said, hey, I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's a, what's, a te- what's a text Avery? I don't know what that is. A text, watch a text Avery cartoon. It's uh, like the Looney Tunes, but it's more exaggerated. Oh, with the, okay. Uh, yeah, visual gags in it. Gotcha. Okay, okay thank you. Um. But the most silly has got to be those brownies. They had some funny lines here and there, but they are definitely over the top silly. And if they had taken yeah. seriously, I, I I probably could have enjoyed it more. And I didn't mind the brownies, but if if they would have cut them out of the movie, it would not have hurt my feelings either. I, I agree. I think they yeah. probably could figure out other things without using them. They didn't seem that crucial to the plot. And mm-hmm. plus. When they become pigs, they would not be little piglet sizes. They'd be way tiny, tiny micro pigs. <laughs> I was like, they were bigger as pigs than they were when they were brownies. <laughs> anyway, and Tiny, give us your tragic maker. 
for okay, the, I have been struggling to come up with stuff I didn't like about I didn't like about this movie, but this is a genuine tragic ooh, maker. Okay. I personally did not like Bav Morda's demise at the end of the film because oh. I, I mean she was dumb. She puts her hand <laughs> on the altar, and that's what gets her zapped. If she just had not done that, she would have found the baby Alora, and she would have won. So basically, the entire movie hinges on our villain doing something incredibly stupid yeah. and being really the author of her own demise, you know? Yeah. She's yeah. Done- but it's often, that's often the case. The villain will fall into their own trap going back to, if you dig a pit, you know, you'll fall into it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very creative. She was going to send the, the soul of the baby to some other place. And then mm-hmm. she found what wound up happening. I, I noticed this for the first time watching it is that when she was struck by lightning and because that had spilled on her, it's like her soul was zapped into that other place instead. So I right. thought it's very, um, well, you get, you, you made your bed. Now you got to lie in it kind of thing. Sure. So mm-hmm. I thought it was very, a very fitting end. I think it would have been, I, I, I liked components of it. I do see what Tiny's saying though. I wish there was something less, random about it or less just like like if maybe willow could have tricked her into putting her hand on the altar or something not just her being you know oh yeah like i mean using his wit or something but i mean he already showed some really good uh cunning and how he did the magic trick yeah he already tricked her i didn't know that her putting her hand on the the altar is what got her struck by lightning i just thought she was raising her hand up at that time just happened to get struck by lightning because it was tall and in the room kind of a thing. I didn't know anything about putting her hand on the altar. Well, now, t- granted, I have not dabbled in the dark arts except <laughs> trying to read asparagus one time, and I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know, she, she says, you know, what? Impossible. And if you look, I think she puts her hand up on the altar yeah, no, and I, raises her hand up, and then she gets zapped. And I'm I like... she was just uh, holding on for support because she's a... <laughs> Well, she did slip, yeah, and she done uh, that. But I think if she just hadn't have done that, she would have found the baby. Yeah, and, yeah. Know, Will, oh, ha, 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 Will, you know, good job. I think it would have been a bit more satisfying if you know that that one, um, like a, I don't know what it's called, but uh, that tape, that three legged stool table thing that had the bone, the baby oh, bones that in it. Out the window? That mm-hmm. was pushed out when the window either like climbed back up or was just taken out of the picture some other way. And then it got back up and knocked her into it. I think that would have been a bit more, well, see, that's what happens when you, you mess with <laughs> magic. It backfires on you. And then it would have yeah. knocked into her, her into the table. And that would have like, and it would have been happening at just the right time at 10 4 PM at Hilldale. Uh, it would have just the lightning strikes. And it's just, that's how it happens. It's in Hill Valley. Hill, Hill Valley. Dang, I knew Hilldale was wrong. Dang it. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> the moment I said it. Okay. So, okay. The way it ended, you almost felt like, who knows? That might could have happened if Willow and Razelle and Sorsha had never even made it in the room. She could have yeah, done something that's a good point. and done that, you know? <laughs> It's just like like the the um the guy handed her the baby and like accidentally dropped her or fumbled the baby and like she's like oh and tried to go for it and like yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh darn it oh. See, and then yeah. Willow they break in the room and like oh oh that was way easier than I thought it was gonna be <laughs> well see that's how prophecies work you can try to go against <laughs> it and it doesn't matter what you do it's 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 gonna come to fruition anyway it's kind of like sort yep. of betraying the mom it doesn't matter what you do it's gonna happen you know what and that that made me think of the matrix this whole thing when they talked about the prophecy in the very beginning like would you have still broken the vase if i had never said anything or is that what it is yeah i think that's what happens in the matrix when he takes the cookie um but we're not talking about baked his noodle exactly thank you yes (laughs) we're not talking about the matrix we're done talking about our tragic makers for uh willow Dapper, Dapper Man says that he has seen people on the freeway make dumber decisions, just saying. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I agree, but I would also agree most of those people on the freeway are not evil sorceresses, <laughs> queens that rule the land. Um, yeah, it's, it's curious. Like, yeah, Would it have happened regardless of Willow interfering or or not? Oh, there's there's a, a spiritual speculation. It's kind of like, it would, would Nineveh be saved if Jonah didn't go? Oh, like because yeah. it was always... 
of God's plan to save Nineveh, at least that first time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we'll talk about inspirational speculation. But now that we've entered all our targeting information into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. All right, so do we rate the movie Willow a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this. Like, for instance, right now in the live chat, we have Hafner201. Should he see this movie? He's never seen it before. Would we recommend it to him as a classic movie? Would Or do we rate it a nostalgic? It's only worth seeing if you enjoyed it as a kid or young adult, and it'd be worth re-watching today. Or is it a tragic? We'd recommend no one watch this. If you've never seen it, definitely don't pick it up. And if you maybe have good memories of it, don't sully them with a rewatch. So let's start, as we like to, with our guest, Tiny. How do you rate Willow? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? I predicted this was going to be nostalgic, but after watching the film again, I'm going to go ahead and say it's a classic because I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, cool. Even though the villain... You know, in my opinion, died of a dumb death. <laughs> yes, yeah. and even though the effects definitely show their age, if you watch it for the HD, time, watch yeah, it. That's true. Watch it. In, <laughs> do like Francisco. Watch it in standard definition. <laughs> but you know, this, especially in 1988, there really, as far as movies go, there wasn't a lot of fantasy. Yeah, and, right, true. You know, I, I would recommend fantasy, this to anybody. Yeah. If, if you enjoy the fantasy genre and you've seen all the Hobbits and Lord of the Rings and all the other stuff. It's, pick this one up. It's really good. So I'm going to do a little bit of an audible. Uh, Tiny, would you recommend this? Would you say this is so much of a classic that you recommend it to your co-host of Earth Oddity, John Long, who's not really into movies like this from what I understand listening to your guys' podcast? Oh, yeah. No, he was not going to watch it, but I would recommend that he <laughs> <Okay>. see it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough, fair enough. But I'll tell you right now, he, he won't watch it. <laughs> That whole need to be an a, a Eagle Scout was a ruse. He just didn't want to watch this movie. I get it. Okay. Well, uh, Paul, how do you rate Willow? Um, I predicted classic, but um, even though all my dislikes of, of you know, it, it is a silly movie, but I would still rate it a classic Ooh, because I'd, yeah. I'd recommend it to everybody with a caveat of just remember this movie is dated. Yep. <laughs> it is. And it is on the silly side at times, but just, just like, you know, at least just give it a shot. Now to prolong this just a little bit, I'm curious, um, something I mentioned in our likes of how it seemed like there are all these different fetch quests. Like the, it seemed like they're very segmented, parts of this movie and it got me thinking do you guys think this would have worked better or been more interesting as a tv series because it seemed like there was a beginning and end to each of these little quests that would have then dovetailed very well into the next episode so to speak do you think do you guys think this would have been more interesting or less interesting as a tv series uh possibly and there's a chance we may see that you know? Yeah. Well, they're not going to remake this movie. I'd be. I would not want to see them remake this movie as a TV no, series. No, me either. I. Yeah. Well, there's another interesting question. First, I, I will answer Francisco's. I prefer it in a movie. This, I think, it would. Be, it's great in a movie format. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know how George Lucas likes to go back and redo <laughs> his Star Wars. If he were to go back and redo the special effects in this movie, oh, would that be worth it? I that would I would be up for that, especially with today's level of special effects. Yeah, if they kept everything that looked, I think, pretty good practically. Like, yeah, for instance, I think the trolls for the most part look okay. Um, uh, I think the but they're no Lord of the Rings trolls. They're no so as long as he doesn't try to make the the armies that much bigger. I think the sets look good, the castles and Mm -hmm. stuff. So as long as he doesn't go overboard, I think that I, I like that idea. Uh, yeah. but okay, so I just Here curious. You go, Lucas, jump on it with your four billion dollars. <laughs> well, it's Disney now, he doesn't have ownership over it, does he? Well, he... Disney paid, yeah. yeah, you're right, Disney owns it, yeah, yeah, but oh, great, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> A uh, live action remake, what? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, here, you know, you know, weird twist, it's a 
traditionally animated TV series of Willow. <laughs> oh, no. Flash animation. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Willow video game. Like a long whatever. But I think Willow would be awesome as a video game. Like a Legend of Zelda type game? That'd be yeah. Cool. The, anything like that. That'd be totally awesome. I do remember back in the day there was an arcade game. It was a side-scroller. Oh, yeah. You remember that? I remember playing that. You were throwing acorns at the bad guys. It was very, very much like Golden Axe. Oh, I don't I, remember that. I, that sounds so familiar. Mm-hmm. It was an arcade game back in the late 80s. Well, enough. Uh, what is it? Gilding the Lily? I think that's what uh, Although if Paul Bettany would have said. My Little Pony style. I'm, I'm trying to get my brain now. I'm, I'm done with that. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. You still have a tragic maker. No, I don't. I oh, was you don't. Say, I rate Willow. I was, I was really, it was really close for me. But I rate it a classic movie, especially after you guys mentioned John, uh, James Horner's score and stuff and just our conversation going through this. I really found that, yeah, I really do enjoy this movie. I'd be totally down with my kids watching it. And it's quotable and all the good stuff. So according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate Willow a unanimous classic movie. We'd recommend anyone go and see this, whether or not you've seen it before. But now it's time to get back to our own time, good old 20XX. 20XX. Comsats online. Receiving incoming transmission. Uh, I feel I feel like I can stretch now back in good old 20XX. Uh, but we want to I always able... feel like I need to go pee when <laughs> I get back from the past. Well, that temporal stretching, yeah, kind of works something bad on your bladder. I get it. But hold it for just a little bit longer, Tiny. Um <sighs> Uh, we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 1988 to begin with if it weren't for our, our amazing reflux capacitors, namely Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Feelin' Film Podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, Peter Panda, James Kennison, Daryl Hafner, Kevin Joshua Burnham, Drew of the Cellcast, in addition to four other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so, so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to keep, help keep us flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to see how. And while we're thanking our supporters, we also want to give a big fire dance to our subscribers on Twitch, which is another way to send us a couple bucks a month. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free. Find out how at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Twitch Prime. And hey, we'd love to keep this gratitude train going uh, because we love hearing from you, be it our iTunes reviews, Pod Chaser reviews, which we'll get to in just a second, uh, comments on our website or through our contact form. But here's some of our most recent Pod Chaser uh, ratings and reviews. Uh, Christopher Tiny Sullivan, I think I've heard of this guy. Uh, he reviewed us uh, with five stars. He said, The Retro Rewind podcast is awesome. It involves time travel, not to change the past, but simply to review classic cinema. There's plenty of great discussion there, so if you find yourself curious to know everything about a certain film or actor, you could do a lot worse than start with this podcast. The podcast is very entertaining, and I love hearing old bits and pieces of the original nostalgia. Thank you so much, Christopher Tiny Sullivan, and also for being here on the night we read the review. Oh, you're welcome. And also, uh, Geek Devotions left us a five star review. <laughs> he says, "Great people." He or she, uh, it's two people actually. A uh, great people, great, uh, great people who clearly have fun doing what they do. Thank you so much Aww. for those reviews, guys. And I'll go ahead and break in right here. We want to promote. Pod Chaser. We want to get more of your guys' reviews over there. If you've never heard of Pod Chaser, podchaser.com is essentially think of IMDb, but for podcasts. If you want to see like who's been on a podcast, like who's done the hosting, who's done the editing, uh, what shows, like if you have an account, you can say your top eight podcasts. If you're curious, hey, what is uh, this guy? What's his top eight podcast or whatever? There's, there's lots of. <laughs> Awesome. Is that, is that like a MySpace? You got people <laughs> begging for my top eight spaces? <laughs> sort of. Yes, is it exactly like that, except not at all. No, uh, but we'd like to, we're on Podchaser. You can find the Retro Rewind podcast. Just go 
podchaser.com slash retro rewind pod. And that'll take you to our page for there where you can leave a review. You'll have to make a podchaser account. And I believe times you said you could sign in with Facebook or Google or one of those. Yes. Um, but make an account, add a social media tag in there and leave us a five star review. Because if you do, you will be eligible to win. What Paul, what will they win? It, in a random drawing, possibly. Uh, if you leave a rating for at least five stars. Ratings and reviews. And you have a social media, a bit of social media that we're able to contact you through, be it Twitter or Instagram or, or Facebook maybe. So you need that too. And you leave us a five-star review. We are going to be having a drawing for the movie Willow on DVD. We're going to give it away free, send it right to you. We'll contact you. Ask for your what address do we send it to, and we will send it there. And if you want to um, do, uh, do Hafner I- uh, uh, solid, just put his address. If you know <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and and Paul, uh, will you autograph the the case or anything? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want to ruin your copy. Well, will you add a little note or something? Maybe. Maybe depends on what the the winner wants. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So yeah, go to podchaser.com slash retro rewind pod after you've created an account with a social media uh link in there so we can contact you because there isn't really messaging or anything in Podchaser itself. Um leave us a five star review on our for our podcast. We'll read those regardless of what you win in or not. You have until July 4th. Independence Day, you know, kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. You have oh. until then to uh, to leave us ratings and reviews, and then we'll do a, a, a drawing, like uh, a raffle, yeah. a raffle after that, and you'll hear about it on wherever the next podcast is. I think, no, not Tombstone because that's July. Yeah, there'll be the episode after Tombstone, I believe. So, mm-hmm. just get in by July fourth. All right. So there's so an, the year two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Those of you listening to this in the future, how's the future? I bet it's awesome. But yes, you are no longer <laughs> eligible, unfortunately. All right. So that's podchaser.com slash retro rewind pod. Let's continue on. Retro rewind podcast.com slash 178. That's our site is the place to find timestamps, timestamps for this episode, links to contact us and links for voting on the movies you want us to review. But that's not the only place you can reach us. Paul, where else can people find the show and also yourself? Yeah, feel free to talk to us and share anything you like or find funny that is 15 years old or older on our social media. All of them. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can join our Discord server by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Discord. And also, as I mentioned before, we are on Twitch. You can watch and chat with us live like these lovely people are right now mm-hmm. as we record this very podcast play retro video games or create pixel art you can follow us at twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod and we're on reddit yeah that place (laughs) (laughs) so go to our subreddit which is slash r slash retro rewind pod to nominate and vote on our upcoming movies and if you want to find me paul j powers you can go to pauljpowers.com stop by and say hi Thank you so much, Paul, for being an awesome friend and awesome. Uh, you're not a brownie at all. You, I might as well be a brownie to you, a daikini, because you are just so tall <laughs> and so great. But I, I love getting to do this podcast with you, and I love you as a friend. Thank you so much Aww. for for co-hosting this uh, this ship with me and uh, being my exo. Yeah, thank you, brownie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I thought you were going into Girl Scouts there with the brownie <laughs> stuff, but okay. No, I love to eat brownies. Oh, oh that's God. true. Oh, <laughs> they're so good. Crunchy. They're so late. They get but... stuck in your teeth, their bones, <laughs> and they crunch. But uh, I appreciate, like I said, appreciate getting to do this show with you. And I'm also grateful f- to our guests for joining us and taking time to discuss Willow. So, Tiny Christopher Solo, yeah. please tell us how we can find you online, and is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, yeah. Um, I do a podcast myself, Earth Oddity. We, yeah. We, uh, publish weekly. And oh, it's basically wait, just me and my buddy <laughs> <laughs> We talk about odd news. We talk about every anything from Florida Man to just all kinds of crazy stuff. Yes. And we typically 
publish on Wednesdays. So you can check us out over there. We have a Facebook group. You can follow us on Twitter, underscore Earth Oddity. We are also underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. So awesome. If, you, if, if, if that you know tickles your fancy, check us out. If, if, and if you're one of these people that sometimes this weird story comes across your Facebook feed and you're like, I wish I had a place to share that, but I don't know, then definitely join the Earth Audi Facebook group and share it there. That would be the place because, and Absolutely. you could see even if you want odd news to share with your friends, again, join the Facebook group and share <laughs> from there because it's great stories. Really enjoy your guys' podcast. You and John always make me laugh. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm so gl- I'm glad you guys come out weekly because it'd be hard for me to to go a week without listening to Earth Audio. So <laughs> I really appreciate you guys and thank you for taking time to be here, uh, Tiny. Well, again, thank you all so much for having me on y'all's show as well because I really enjoy the Retro Rewind podcast. Uh, I'm a sucker for nostalgia, and I think y'all do a really great great show. Thank oh, you thank so you. much. You sound like this guy who left us a five star review. So uh, I mean. It's <laughs> So thank you so much, Tiny, for being here, being part of our show. But that's not all. Mostly, I appreciate you. Yes, you listening or chatting right now if you happen to be here live in Twitch chat. But if you're just listening on the podcast, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we really appreciate you making it into the end of this episode and just for listening to us, whether this is your first time listening to the Retro Rewind podcast or you're a part of our Rewinder community, Thank you for spending time with us, and we pray you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX, and you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. You can catch us at CGC or our website, but like a Pokemon, we gotta catch you all when we saddle up for Tombstone, our next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Well, my mother raised us on podcasts. It's good for you. It puts hair on your chest. Right, Sticks? (laughs) (laughs) He took away our podcast.